Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Change With Him Real Robert Deems podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Picaro, and today we're going to be talking about you. Looking at you. Look what you've done. And <laughs> I laugh at this because I've heard these words so often. I've heard these words in my own head, in my own heart, in my own mind, and in my own life a million times. Raise your hand if you've heard these words. Look what you've done. Look what you've done. I don't know why this just came to mind. But do you remember in Home Alone, um, Kevin, and all of the craziness and the hustle and the bustle and and like a million things going on in the beginning of the movie, like the opening episode and scene is like people running around screaming, shouting everywhere. You're like, what is going on? This is craziness and this is complete sheer and utter chaos. And a lot of times that's a representation of what our mind is like, what our lives are like. And there's a lot of people involved. There's a lot of moving people, moving parts, moving places. And they're going from wherever it is they live. Trivia question. Where did Kevin's family live. What are they? The McGowans? Is that right? The McGowans? Where did they live? Where were they traveling to? Where were they moving to? Where were they going to? Moving to temporarily, right? It was just a visit. I think it's funny because a lot of times we we missed out on all these subtle cues and and connections. We're, we're crazy. Like life is crazy. And so, so many movies are a representation of what it really feels like. And all the relationships involved, the relationship with moms, dads, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, like all of it, right? And even when we're out of the house, when we're no longer a child, we're an adult, it feels like this in the workplace oftentimes. And it still feels like that in so many other ways with our own family. It feels like, wow, when is this ever going to change? When am I ever going to stop getting blamed? And I think they knock over the milk right? Like the pizza delivery guy comes and the cops who were fake cops who were there scoping out the house and they're like, oh, so where are you guys headed off to? Paris, eh? And like people are just oblivious that the enemy is literally standing in their home. And I think a lot of times this is so true. It's so true for us. We are so oblivious that the enemy is literally standing in our home, scoping it out, checking it out. We don't even see them. We're so busy. We're so in our own head. We're so in our own plans. We're so in the future of like what we need to get done and when we need to get it done by and how we need to get it done. And is everyone else who's involved also ready? Or do you have to worry about them being ready too? Because we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Come on, let's go. Like this hustle bustle life that we live in. And the enemy is like literally standing in the doorway. Like the cop. I can see the greasy cop's face, like the shorter one right? And he's looking around with that sly smile on his face. And he looks at Kevin and he winks and he smiles and he's got that gold tooth that's like, ding. And Kevin instantly knows something is off with this dude. He gets that weird heebie-jeebie feeling. You can see it when you see the scene. I haven't watched that movie in a long time, but I can see the scene in my mind. That little ding. Like, he's like, something's up with you. I get a feeling about you. You're standing there dressed in a good guy cop outfit. Like you're the helper. You're the savior. You're the one that I call if I'm in need. If if I'm in trouble, if something's going wrong, I call the cops and, and you're the one that's supposed to show up. Like a wolf in sheep's clothing. The enemy is literally in our hearts, in our minds, in our homes. We've We've let him in. We've opened the door to him unknowingly and he, he 
dresses up like the good guy, like the one who's come to rescue, save you, help you, support you, be there for you in time of trouble, in time of need. Isn't it crazy that this home alone scene is very much like the real enemy, like the way that he works? And so they're they're eating pizza, they're scarfing it down. The pizza guy is like, will just someone just pay me? And they're like, pay the guy, right? <laughs> like, okay, so I'm gonna pay the guy. Pizza guy is like, dude, just give me a tip. You got your pizza. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to go. Like, someone pay me though. I'm not leaving until I get paid, right? Because they owe a debt. They owe a debt for the pizza. And he's ready to get paid. And that's the wild thing about Jesus. He's like the pizza delivery man. He's like, here. I, I show up for you. I, I provide for you. Here's your pizza. You're nourished. You're fed. You're good to go. But you know what? It, it would be like Jesus being the pizza guy going, don't worry about it. I've paid it for you. Why, I'm sorry, what? Wait a minute. You you make the pizza. You took our order. You cooked it. You delivered it to us. You brought it to us. You provided it to us. And now you've paid for it for us? That doesn't make sense. And the pizza guy being like, yeah, nice to meet you. My name is Jesus. That's what I do. Like, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people because it's like as logical as that making sense. Because in the natural way of life, we're like the pizza guy. It's like, no, I did something for you. Pay me. And on top of that, give me a good freaking tip. Why? Because I want it. Because I deserve it. Because look at what I did. You owe me a good tip. But that's not the way Jesus works. And I think a lot of us think that that's the way it works. And so we're really confused by the way that it actually works. Because it would be like calling in. Hi, pizza hotline. This is Jesus. May I take your order? Yeah, um, I have a huge family. And there's craziness and chaos going on right now. And we're about to leave. And we're all over the place. And we're, we got to get out of here in just a second. And I can't even think because it's so loud in here. Do you hear this? Do you hear what I'm dealing with right now? And he's like, yep, I do. I hear it all. Yep, I hear it all. Trust me, I hear it all. Uh, um, so what What would you like? And then, Okay, I'll take 12 pizzas. Hold the mushrooms on one of them because, you know, Susie's going to go crazy and scream if we get mushrooms. So we have to get one without mushrooms. Do you have any like without mushrooms? Yes, absolutely. I can do that. Anything? Yep. Yep. Okay, cool. Got it. All right. Well, that'll be about 30 minutes and I'll be over. I'll, I'll deliver it for you. And I'll see you soon. Like, okay, here's my, do you need my address? Nope. No, thanks. I, I, I got your address. Really? How do you know my address? I got your address. All right. So then he delivers the pizza. And then he gets there and he's like, that'll be $140 plus a $20 tip. Don't worry about it. I have paid it for you and I have tipped myself. I'm just that awesome and that great. And it's like, wait, what? Uh-huh. I don't get it. No, let me pay you. No, I prayed. I paid the price for you. I paid the debt you could not pay. <laughs> and, and that song comes to mind from my childhood. He paid a debt. He did not owe. I owed a debt. I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And that's what Jesus does. He's like the pizza delivery guy who did everything. He was the cook. He was the chef. He was the order taker. He was the deliverer. He was the one who paid the, for the pizza for you, who tipped himself for you. Like he did it all. He does it all. And we're like, I don't get it. That doesn't make sense at all. And he's like, I know. Why did you do that? Because of who I am. Because it's what I do because I love you. And I see that you are living in a crazy chaotic world and you don't need more problems. I've actually come to take them away. Huh? And then it's like, okay, anyways, we got to go. We're going to be late for our flight. And he's like, okay. 
we're so crazy. Hustle, bustle. Like, go, 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 go. Like, all the chaos. And he's like, all right, you know, you want to slow down and take some time to be with me and understand this. I will always be here. But I understand you're busy right now. I get it. You know, I was really busy too. You know, just taking away the sense of everyone in the entire world. It's fine. I get it. You're busy. <laughs> but he doesn't say it with any passive aggressiveness. And that's the, the beauty, the glory, the love of him. But it's kind of like that. But anyways, back to the scene. So they're drinking milk. Who drinks milk? Oh, if you're a milk drinker, God bless you. <laughs> but I don't drink milk. Um, so the milk spills. And they're like, look what you did and then the whole family starts arguing and they're like oh my god oh my god really seriously now and then they leave the house crazy a mess and disarray and in all the craziness chaos and disarrayness they rush into the vehicles rush off to the airport rush to the terminal <sighs> get on the plane finally ah oh, thank God, some peace and quiet. We're going to enjoy this holiday, this time together, this vacation in peace. <gasps> Kevin! Right? And then the whole movie begins. And it's like, yeah, the enemy was like literally standing in the doorway of your home. That's what happens. We're often so busy, so crazy, we don't see it. But in that scene, the milk spills. And they're like, look what you did. Look what you've done. And then everyone gets all up in arms. And that's when the enemy comes in. When we're blaming other people. Where we're going, look what you've done. When we're poking our finger in someone else's face. Saying, this is your fault. If it weren't for you, this wouldn't have happened. I can't believe you. And, and we're poking our finger in someone else's face. Saying, look what you've done. And I love, there's a worship song. Actually, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Give me just a second. Look what you've done. Look what you've done by Tasha Layton. Oh, such good lyrics. And it starts off, it's called Look What You've Done. And I was laughing because I'm like, oh my gosh, look what you've done. Look what you've done. Seriously, look what you've done. <laughs> and, and there's a worship song with the same title, with the same words, but such a different meaning. Look what you've done. And I had to laugh when this when this came through because I'm like, oh my gosh. Look what you've done. And I can look at what Jesus has done in my heart, in my mind, in my soul, and in my life. And it is wild. It is like beyond my craziest wild dreams, the way that he's changed things. And so I laughed when I thought of this. Look what you've done. Look what you've done. How could you fall so far? You should be ashamed of yourself. So I was ashamed of myself. Right? We're told we should be, and then we are. We're told you should be, and then we agree. And we unknowingly often agree. It's an unconscious agreement most often. No, I shouldn't, right? Well, you should. You should. You should be ashamed of yourself. And we're like, no, I shouldn't. It, 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 look what you've done. See? Let, let me point out all of, your, all of your, your flaws and your faults and your failures. No? See? Look what you've done. Don't tell me what I should be. Don't tell me I should be this way or feel this way or do that thing. You. And we get in this tit-for-tat kind of game with the enemy because they're standing right in front of us in the doorway. They're unknowingly there. 
when we get into this unknowing battle, it's an unconscious battle. You should be ashamed of yourself. And even if no one says that, we feel it, we hear it, we think it. That is a tactic of the enemy. What he comes in as he's standing in the doorway of our home saying, you should be ashamed of yourself. Look, look at your house. Look at your, your family. Look at your life. Look how crazy and chaotic it is. You should be ashamed of yourself. You know, any self-respecting person, any really holy person, any anyone who really had it all together, their life would not be lived like this. You should be ashamed of yourself. And so many of us felt this and heard this, whether it was spoken or not, when we were growing up. We heard it, we spoke it, and we heard it spoken in our own minds from friends, from family, from partners, from parents. You should be ashamed of yourself. So I was ashamed of myself. The lies I believed, they got some roots that run deep. I let him take a hold of my life. I let him take control of my life. And then she says, standing in your presence, Lord, I can feel you digging all the roots up. <laughs> I can feel you healing all my wounds up. All I can say is hallelujah. Look what you've done. And she goes on and the lyrics go on to say, Standing in your presence, Lord, I can feel you digging all the roots up. I can feel you healing all my wounds up. All I can say is hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are so many songs about, about not having what's fit for a king. About saying you can have it all. You can have it all. And I'm like, I have nothing. I have nothing that compares to what you deserve. I have nothing. It's like the pizza delivery guy getting there and, and you understanding. I, I know I called in. I know I placed that order. I know that you made it. I know that you delivered it. I know it's hot, fresh, and ready right out of the oven. I know it's better than Little Caesars. And I know it costs $140. I heard you say that on the, on the phone and I agreed. And I said, yes, okay, I'll, 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 yeah, I got it. Just bring the pizza over. I don't have it, but I'll find it. And then we get there and we're surprised that we don't have it and we haven't found it. But we knew. We knew the cost. And we're like, uh, uh, I don't have anything to give you. A lot of us feel like we're unworthy of God's love because we have nothing good to give him. We cannot pay the price. We cannot pay what we owe. Even though we agreed, I want your love. I want your, I want your redemption. I want your healing. I want you to come into my heart and dig all the roots up. I want to stand in your presence, Lord. I want to feel you healing all my wounds up. But it's like getting a medical bill that's like $85,000. And you're like, I, no, I, well, you said you wanted to heal and get better, right? I did. I am the doctor. I am the nurses. I am the hospital. I am the facility. I am all the drugs that you needed to be free from the pain while you were going through the procedure. I, I know. I, I know. I know. And I said I wanted it all, but I can't pay this price. But I know that I agreed to it. I know I signed on the dotted line. I know. I signed the contract and I didn't read it, but I can't pay this. And now I feel this heaviness. That's like the way it is with God. We're like, I want to stand in your presence, Lord. I, I feel you. I feel you healing all my wounds up and I have nothing. I can't pay you. I can't repay you. I know you paid it for me and I wish I could pay you back and I can't. And sometimes it feels 
insignificant to say that all we can say is hallelujah. Look what you've done. Look what you've done in me. You spoke your truth into the lies I let my heart believe. Look at me now. Look how you've made me new. Oh, the enemy did everything that he could do. Oh, but look what you've done. And then the next line says, suddenly all the shame is gone. I thought I was too broken. Now I see you were breaking new grounds inside of me. When you're feeling broken, you're not breaking down. You're breaking through. And that is what only God can do. When you feel you're breaking down, you get down. And the enemy is standing in the doorway, in the entry point of your home, saying, look at you. Look what you've done. And you are taking all that shame on. You are taking all that blame on, on yourself. And realizing, yeah, my choices, the choices that I made, the way that I was living my life, choosing to live my life, led me to this place. And I am breaking down. The truth is, God is breaking new ground inside of you. He's laying fertile ground inside of you. Where it used to be just rock, hard, solid, nothing can grow. He is turning it up. He's tilling up the soil in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, and in your life. He's breaking it down. He's pouring nutrients of love and richness into the soil of your heart and in your life. Because look what he's done. He spoke his truth into the lies that you let your heart believe. Because the enemy came in and he said those words to you. Look what you've done. And in that moment, in that instant, you did look. You looked at all the things you've done that have caused you to feel hurt, blame, shame, pain. All the hurt, blame, shame, and pain that you've caused someone else to feel or so you told yourself you did. And he wants you to look at it as if it's all your fault. Look at you. Look what you've done. You have completely ruined this whole thing. This was supposed to be fun. And this is all your fault. And the enemy, like the cop, is standing in the doorway of your heart, getting you to look at it, diverting you from looking at what God has done, is doing, and will continue to do. So when you feel your wounds opening up, understand that that is God digging all the roots up. That is God healing all your roots, roots up, wounds up. <laughs> How do you heal roots up? I don't know. It's a thing. I dig the roots up and heal the wounds up. And you might feel like, I don't deserve this because it's so easy for me to hear the enemy's voice and say, God, look what you've done. And you're like, oh. Ah, God, I know, I know. And God doesn't want you to look at that. He doesn't call you to look at that. He calls you to look at what he's doing. Not what you've done, but what he's done. That he's digging all the roots up. That he's healing all your wounds up. That he is speaking truth into the lies you've let your heart believe. He wants you to see, look what you've done. And when I hear these words now, look what you've done. I look up, I'm like, my God, look what you've done. 
in my heart, in my mind, in my soul, in my life. And a lot of times, all I can say is hallelujah. A lot of times, all I can say through a face full of tears is thank you. I don't deserve this. I know I don't deserve this. I know I begged for it and pleaded for it and asked for it and said I couldn't live without it. And you know I couldn't. So you gave it to me and you didn't even make me pay. You paid. Your son paid. He paid. And then through what he did on the cross and in the grave and the stone that was rolled away. The resurrection. Bringing life from death. Look what you've done. And the words to her son go on to say, look how you've made me new. The enemy did everything that he could do. Oh, but look what you've done. You, if you watched Home Alone, you saw what the enemy did. You saw what the cop did. You saw how he tortured and tormented and consistently tried to get to Kevin. And Kevin laid out all these plans and all these tactics. Kevin knew that there was a battle going on. Kevin knew that he was being attacked by those cops who were trying to rob, rob actual robbers, not cops, that they were there to steal and destroy and trying to kill him because they were pissed at him. Kevin knew that. They were not good guys. They were bad guys disguised as good guys. And that is the enemy. A bad guy disguised as a good guy. And that is what he does when he comes into your life. And we can listen to the lyrics of the song and hear the words, look what you've done. And feel that suddenly all the shame is gone. I thought I was too broken. Now I see you, Lord, God. Jesus, my Savior, my Redeemer, you were breaking new ground inside of me. You were breaking new ground inside of me. And we can say to God, look what you've done. So when you hear those words and you hear the enemy place those words in your mind and on your heart, understand what is going on. It's a diversion and a distraction. The enemy is trying to get you to look at and focus on him as the one who can help you, the one who's there to save you, the one who's there, the one who you call and you think, oh, great. Yeah, the cops showed up. Now I'm safe. Now I'm in good hands. I'm pretty sure the cop says that in that movie. Don't worry. You guys enjoy Paris. Have a great time. Your home is in good hands. Smile, cheeky wink, gold tooth, bling. And Kevin's like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, I need to take matters into my own hands because if my house, my family's home is in his hands, fuck, we're screwed. They're going to hurt me. They're going to rob us. They're going to steal from us. They're going to break in. They're going to do a B and E. Oh, no, I can't let that be. I need to take matters into my own hands. And then Kevin does. He takes matters into his own hands to protect his home, to protect his family. Even though they've, they have left him, they abandoned him, they forgot him. Kevin's still like, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. And he has a really awesome, fun time doing it. And I think sometimes we think that we can do it alone as well. But I trust and I know and I believe that Kevin, Kevin McCarthy, is that his last name? Trivia question? Was not alone. He was not alone in defending his home. And we need to know that too. We are not alone in defending the home. We are not alone in defending our heart. We are not alone in defending our mind and our life. And the enemy can and will do everything that he can do. And we can say, look what you've done. 
and we can give all glory, all honor, all praise to God. Look what you've done. And like Kevin, we do our part in defending and protecting and connecting with the clarity of what's good and what's not good. And that what perceives to be good is often not good in disguise. And we can feel that. You watch the movie and you watch that scene. You're like, ah, he knew. Kevin wasn't fooled. He knew. We need to know the same thing. That we can't be fooled. And that God is always with us. He is always for us. He is not against us. He doesn't come in dressed up like something that he's actually not and pretend to be something he's not and say, oh, just give me a call. You know, go enjoy yourself. I've got you. I'll protect you, boo. Mm -mm. He's the real deal. He actually does. He does not lie. The enemy is the king of lies. And when we say, look what you've done. And we let Jesus into our heart and our mind and our soul and our life. And we understand that God is Jesus and Jesus is God. And both of them are the Holy Spirit, that it's three in one and one and in three, that it's multiplication. One times one times one equals one. There's three in one. It's not addition one plus one plus one. And we understand that. We're crystal clear with that. We're not confused by the Trinity. And we don't let words hang us up and get us caught up because the enemy wants us to get hung up and caught up on words. I don't get it. I'm just going to be a little confused. You know, I'm not going to dive into that whole God thing because it just doesn't make sense. It makes perfect sense. He loves you. And you can say, look what you've done. And you can remember the scene from Home Alone and go, oh my God, I heard this girl talk about this one time. It's kind of crazy. It all makes sense now. All the debt was paid. Look what you've done. Jesus, you paid the debt. Jesus, you're the pizza man. Like you're more than just a delivery Guy, you're the owner. You're the one that is the employee. You're the one that delivers the pizza. You're the one that pays for the pizza. Like, I don't know how you do. How do you make a profit? And he's like, oh, sweetie, you don't get it. I'm not in this to make a profit. I'm in this so that you profit. I'm in this for your benefit, not mine. And we can go, wow, look what you've done. I don't know how you did that. That does not make logical sense to me. And he's like, I know. If it did, it would be easy. And to a lot of people, it's not. We got to go through the hard things so that we can give him the praise. Look what you've done, God. Whew. So you will, will you let him do that today? Will you let him into your heart, into your mind, into your soul, into your life? Will you let him into the lies that you let your heart believe? Will you let him speak truth into those lies? Will you let him transform your mind so that you can sing the words of that song and have it have a whole new meaning? Look how you've made me new. You'll never watch Home Alone or Home Alone 2 ever the same again when you let Jesus in. You're like, oh my God, this is like a story of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look what you've done. And, and then you start reading your Bible and it all comes together and it all makes sense. All the stories. You're like, I see Jesus everywhere. This is crazy. I see Jesus when I'm watching a classic Christmas movie. <laughs> On the cross in a grave with a stone rolled away. All my debt, it was paid. I see that guy now with this little dorky pizza outfit on. And I'm like, that's Jesus? <laughs> no, it's not really Jesus. I think a lot of times we think that we take things too logical, too literal. And we're like, I don't get it. It's metaphorical. If all the parables are stories, and we're like, huh? 
I don't get it. He's calling us to open up our minds, our hearts, and let him in, speak his truth into the lies that we've let our hearts believe so that we can say, wow, look what you've done. And when we're saying, look what you've done in that context, in that emotion, in that feeling, in that energy, in that frequency, he gets all the glory, honor, and praise, and he deserves it all. He really does. So I love that. I encourage you to go, um, if you're feeling it, go watch Home Alone with this new perspective. Go listen to Look What You've Done by Tasha Layton. It is an absolutely incredible, beautiful, gorgeous song. And more importantly, I invite you to open up your Bible. If you don't have one, that's okay. Because you don't need to use that as an excuse. The enemy loves excuses. Imagine the enemy standing in your doorway going, you don't have one. Yeah, who do you think you are? Look what you've done. You don't deserve to open it. You don't deserve to let love in. Look at all the shame. Look it. Look what you've done. But he doesn't say it so joylessly and beautifully. He's like, ugh, look what you've done. Really? And when you feel that, imagine like the cop in Home Alone, the enemy standing at your door telling you that. And then open up an app. There's a Bible in one year app. It's an incredible app. They even read to you like you're a little kid, you know, bedtime. Mommy, will you read to me, please? Okay. It can even be read to you. You don't even have to read. So fuck the excuses of, you know, I don't read. And I'll have a Bible. No, 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 no. That's like the enemy standing there going, I got you. Come on. You don't have time for that. You have time to listen. We all do. You're listening to this right now. Drop the excuses. Let him in. And if you haven't let him into your life yet, I invite you to do so. Just say, Jesus Christ. Hey, JC, I know you see me. I know you're working through me and in me. Come into my mind, my heart, my soul, my life, please. I hear you knocking. I'm opening the door, just like they open the door to those cops. But I'm opening the door to you, God, letting you in my life. I love you guys. And remember the difference in the words, look what you've done. And when you see all the incredible things that God has done in your life and will continue to do so forever.